Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nunas Nunchi podcast. So excited to have my gal pal, my K-drama gal pal from Clubhouse, L. Houston. K-drama, huge fan, K-drama enthusiast, K-drama, I don't know, everything. She loves it, and she recently discovered it. We'll talk more about it, but I met her on, where else? Clubhouse. And I'll just share a little bit of story. When she was entering our rooms that I would lead with somebody else, I just would be like, who is this L? She just has so much good stuff to say. She's so excited and so bubbly. <laughs> so anyways, I had to have her on this podcast to talk more about K-dramas. Welcome, L. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You've had such an amazing line of guests that I'm just very honored to be a part of it. Thank you so much for including me. Of course, of course. I was going to say, see how bubbly she is? Um, <laughs> you can just tell she's the most bubbly person. So that said, I know your story, but I want listeners to hear it. How did you get into K-dramas? So I have this favorite author, Sally Thorne, who wrote The Hating Game, which is one of the cutest little rom-com books. And I, I have reread it many times. Um, I am an aspiring writer and that book is just like what I wish that I could, I could deliver it to the world. I just think it's perfection. So I just, I enjoy reading it so much. And I think she just really nailed the storylines and I follow her on Instagram and she had been posting in the stories um, about what's wrong with Secretary Kim and saying what a cute show it was and how she was really enjoying it. And when it got to the end, she was like, guys, this is amazing. Like, I highly recommend the show. It's so much fun. And I was like, well, this woman knows how to tell a story. So she's recommending a show. I will, I'll go check that out. And I, so I found it on, on Hulu. And um, at first I realized it was subtitles and I was a film major. So I did a lot of subtitles in, in school, but I was like, oh, it's been a minute, but you know what? She said, she said, this is good. I will power through subtitles. We'll do this. And it was the most delightful show. Like it was so, it's, it's the, the essence of what a rom-com should be, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, and you don't see those shows in US, in the US right now. Like I just, romantic comedies have just gone by the wayside, which is so disappointing for me because that's just my happy place, you know? So to see, to see this other country making the most beautiful rom-com, I was, I was thrilled. So I, I messaged the, the author and I said, thank you so much for, for recommending that show. That was delightful. Um, and then she said, oh, well, if you like that K-drama, then you'll like Boys Over Flowers and you should check out Boys Over Flowers and Strong Women Do Bong soon. And I was like, I watched so it. That's how they're your first, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you started. Yes. I need to interview her. I didn't even know that. I'm going to read her book first, obviously, but that's super cool. Yeah. They're making it into a movie. Her book? Yep. Super. So yep. say it again, her book again. It's called The Hating Game. Hating Game. That's super yep. cool. Yep. So yeah, so you started with What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, then Boys yes. Over Flowers, and yes. then Strong Girl Bumson. Okay, so, yes. mm, and yes. those are the great, so that said, they're all in the same genre. Ish, I would, I would, Boys Over Flowers, less of a rom-com. Yeah, how would you call, what is it? Drama? Some, is it a melodrama? I guess it's not quite that, but it's. Not quite melodrama, but, but then, okay, so then let's pause on that because you, we like talking about Boys Over Flowers. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, we've been in quite a bit of clubhouse rooms. So out of the three, let's just say the first three that you saw, which one's your favorite? Oh, I mean, for me, boys over flowers, like, like I thought secretary Kim was the cutest show. And I was so happy to know that there were more shows out there in the world like that. But boys over flowers was just a whole different, like a whole different ball game. And I think to me, what was so surprising is because the show's a little bit older and we've had the U S especially, I feel like has gone through such a PC um, yes. uh, 
evaluation of its roles and how they present in, in shows that Boys Over Flowers is not. And, you know, there are alpha men in there that are, that are doing things that, you know, quite frankly, you read a lot about in romance books, but you don't see that depicted anymore in television. And I think that I watched it kind of with my jaw halfway dropped, like, oh no, this is happening. They're really going there. Like, you know, and, and yet still having so much fun with it. And um, I just, I, you know, they go into so much, I think it was in Boys Over Flowers that I really appreciated how much depth they go into in developing the characters and the storylines, which I really, again, don't think that you get a lot in the U.S. shows. And I think that's what, like, you really go on the journey with them. And mm-hmm. that to me was like the moment where I'm like, oh, this is a whole different ball game than what they're making over here. Like, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> that is so cool. I love that you said the development of the storyline and that we don't, you also said not seeing as many rom-coms. It's so funny. I, there are some cute rom-coms I love, you know, American rom-coms, but you're right. I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen some American. It's been a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the female audience is left out of a lot of conversations today and in the way comic books are, you know, which are still a, a guy's genre have become a much more serious business um they don't it still hasn't happened for you know women's genres and that's true that's a good point and one thing I didn't ask you is when did you first watch what's wrong with secretary Kim like what what when was this I think it must have been at like I think I watched it maybe late December and boys over flowers was was January was like late January so she means this year just yes, January 2021. Yes. yes. Yeah, a new fan, but like my, yeah, my, my world changed with, I call for me, the, the turning point was boys over flowers. And that was, that was end of January for me. That, and that's yeah. so interesting that despite the, you know, like I said, it's 2009 drama. So that despite the dated behavior, you still liked it. So let's break it down because who is your favorite character? I know this, but I'm he who Kim Hong June. <laughs> I fell in love. You know, okay, but that's not it. It's the other guy, the second yeah. lead. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I just was overwhelmed by all of him. Like his presentation, just his beauty, like everything. I just, it was a whole new world also of like new actors that were opening up for me where I was like, oh, this is, who else is out there that I've never knew existed in the world? You know, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know what? It's so funny because you're kind of blushing as you're talking about him. Anyways, um, uh, I was going to say he, okay, but didn't you have second lead syndrome with him? Because 100%, like, like I, know. I like cry at the end when oh, he does it. Yes. Every time I, when my, when my bestie came out from Chicago and she hadn't seen it, um, we, she's like, oh, I started the first 10 minutes and I wasn't into it. So I just decided to stop. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> She's I need still your to friend. No I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, we need to at least watch the first full episode, and if you don't like it after that, then fine, but don't give it the first ten minutes. And so we sat and watched it, and then she was she was 100 yeah. percent hooked. So the she first was ten minutes was her riding a bike or something, if I recall. And, and, and the and the bullying. Oh, and the bullying. You know, yeah, you gotta really yeah. gotta at least watch two three episodes of a yeah. That's what I tell people. Yeah, and, and exactly. And that was the third time I'd seen it. And even at the third time, when she like looks over and I'm sobbing because she didn't. Wait, you're it. sobbing in the first episode? No, no, at the end. Oh, at the, okay. at the end. Like I'm still yeah. sobbing, even though I know it's coming. I actually knew what happened before because I read the plot. Oh. And I knew, because like, I'm one of those people where I get very anxious, especially if I'm going into things where going into a show where things could go wrong. I kind of need to know ahead of time, like oh. what those things are, so I can like mentally prepare myself. 
So I didn't the, know that about you. So you do yeah. you read that read all the plots before you watch a K drama? Yes. yes. I need people if there's one I'm worried about, I will I, see, I need I people see. to tell me how it ends before yeah. or I will. I'm happy to do that because I love spoiling things. So yeah. I'll be happy to tell you. Okay, great. Oh I, I I gobbled up the nevertheless spoilers. I was like, all right, I'm going wow. into this. Yeah, this and end. I'll be honest with you, I'll say this. I don't mind spoilers either. Um Sometimes I don't want to know details of it, but I don't mind as long as I know you're right. I, I don't like hearing if the second lead gets the girl or what first lead gets the girl. Don't tell me that. But I, I will say, am I going to like the ending? Like I'll ask some friends are like, no. And I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna watch it. Right. I'm like, oh, no, I, I like it very specifically who gets them. Like I need oh. to know, I need to know because I, I have to prepare. I get so emotionally attached. That's so funny. That's so cool. <laughs> That's super cute. But yeah, so you, it's, it was sad. You didn't get the girl. But as to, what did you think of the ending though overall? Because sometimes people get really upset about the ending, but did you still like the ending? Yeah, I mean, yes. They, it, it, it did what it needed to do. It, it got, it took us all through those 25 episodes and yeah, we episodes. got to that happy ending where, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff everyone had to go but through. I felt to like at there. the very last scene, it could have changed. He, she could have been with him through medical school, right? She had been. I, she had been. No, and that's right. part of, this is what I've discussed with Vina before, is sometimes I wish in the second lead relationships that they would at least explore dating a little bit. Like, yeah. it's okay that they don't end up together, but like, explore can they the not try it and just see that, oh, no, we weren't the right fit. And so yeah. we're going to go our separate ways. Like, I agree. There is a couple dramas, I'm sure Vina's told you, that, that's Vina Hearts, by the way, that there are some second leads that have ended up with the first lead very rare very but, rare yeah but like like some high school dramas I can't think offhand but it's not as common but um but you're right but they have the second lead for a reason because you want to get like you're already you know what I'm saying keeping yeah, folks and genius I mean I think the second lead is genius I love that I'm like as hooked for the second lead in so many as I am for the first and and sometimes it's like too much I'm like I'm like can you just tone the second lead down a little bit so that yeah. Yeah. So I don't love him as much. So I'm not as That's sad. Hilarious. So, okay. Besides boys over flowers, second lead, are there any other second leads you really want to share that you absolutely loved as well? Oh, cheese in the trap. That's oh like, yeah. Oh. He was a good one too. Mm. Loved I liked him. him better actually than the male. Um, a lot of times that's, that's sometimes like, that I mean, happens. that was my boys over flowers for me too. That's like, a good one. I'll pick the nice one. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't forget the second lead always has that like, I don't know rebel story or something and you know and then you and then he like yeah then that yeah um anyone else that you can think of she's in the trap you guys mm -hmm. oh, that's, what, that's what the goblin girl I feel like you know like airs is is top of mind right now because um my bestie who I recently got into k-dramas is now also going through them and you know that one was one that was the one where I really wished that they had like dated for a minute like oh I, the, the second lady that was mean to her he moving? Yes. Oh. I, I kind of, I, I, you know, he goes through his journey and that's one of the things that I love about these, these stories too, is that they, these alpha guys that we do not see in U.S. television anymore, which I think women still like to see as maybe on PC as that is. I read so many romance books where that's still depicted and it's still really popular. Mm. Um, and so, but I like the journey that these guys go through so that they become better people and they become people that we would be willing to accept in real yeah, life. No, he's a hurt person, person, right? He's Correct. hurt. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I've never seen someone that needed a hug more in my life and, and I, I wanted 
I wanted that tenderness that she could have given him to like just be explored for a minute to see like could have could that have improved his life a little bit could he have learned from that before they both were like this isn't it you know that's you know what that is a very good point let's talk to the k-drama writers you know and okay. change that. I yeah. really like I gotta go back to what you just said all about even though we see alpha males in k-dramas it's, it's switching over a little bit but it's still over the common trope and you saying that people still like that somewhat because you see it in all the books. Expand that a little bit. Why do you think that's the case? Because uh, you're right. I, when I, when, okay, I'll give you an example. Boys Over Flowers, I still like. It's the classic, right? But I had a friend recently get upset about why I recommended it. And I was like, oh my gosh. She didn't get really upset. She was like, oh my gosh, what's with the hair pulling? And then the the wrist grabbing. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what, that's K-drama. She's like, what? But I didn't see it that way. But and, I, and I'm not saying that I, um, you know, I want to, I, the whole point is I understand how that is in K-dramas. It's not like, I'm not saying I endorse it, but tell me more about your perspective of why you think people don't mind seeing that or want to still read it. What is it? What is that connection? I think it goes back to like, like for me, like Pride and Prejudice and the classic Mr. Darcy, you know, like every girl wants that guy that they like can tame and like make make their own and you're that one that like changes them I, I at least that that's for me you know like all these characters still for me represent like the Mr. Darcy character that's a good I love that I love the Mr. Darcy character I was going to say this don't forget the tough guy exterior always has that soft heart yeah that's so common in k-dramas yep. Right? Yep. and they yep. all cry by the way I love them. them I mean yeah, is there a for cry, that okay I'm there goes the guy crying <laughs> I'll cry too yeah, <laughs> First of all, I'm going to have to say this. I love talking to a white girl about K-dramas. So on that (laughs) note, we're talking K-dramas to a white girl. Culturally speaking, obviously you switched over fine and we we all can, and I still need the subtitles too. What was it like just discovering more about Korean culture too through this, I'm assuming. And you've become a huge fan of Korean culture, I can tell. Oh, it's, it has been I mean, that was so eye-opening for me too. I mean, that was, I think, part of what was so exciting when I first started realizing that I love these. Like there was this country that I had no idea, they had really knew nothing about. And, and, you know, a culture that I knew nothing about that I was so excited to learn more because as I understood more of the culture, it made so much more sense in the shows. You know, I understood more of what was happening. And it's been, it's been so interesting. I've enjoyed so much about what I've been learning about, about Korean culture from it. Yes, absolutely. Like learning about honorifics, you know, and, and, and how in the, the different layers of politeness that they speak to each other. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And, and I, first off, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but I feel like it, I, is it exhausting having to always remember your place? in society or is that something that they're used to you know like i'm, I'm this is something that i think they're used to it because they don't know any better i am not used to it I'm, i was brought up here but yeah i definitely um think they are because i think it comes out naturally and they honestly obviously when when in doubt do the formal term right, right. be formal so right. i know that too but then i'm like but when do i switch because she's younger than me or you know I don't even yep. I can't even tell you yeah. yeah you're right but I love that so honorifics what else have you really just delved into with Korean culture through K-dramas well um let's see I I initially like first of all for me the hand grabbing the, the wrist grabbing was like definitely a new thing yeah it was it looks so aggressive and that starts in secretary Kim even and these poor girls in her high heels is getting dragged around everywhere 
Um, so like just understanding, like from at least what I learned, you know, like it's, it's more intimate to hold hands, you know, it's, this is, you know, not a very touchy feely, the culture isn't as touchy feely as the US. And so, you know, how they approach each other, how they touch each other is, um, is, is different and doesn't mean a bad thing. And, you know, it seems, and then I've also heard that maybe that they don't actually drag women around by their forearms in real life. So, um, yeah, it might also be maybe. for the drama. I don't live there now, but I was going right. to say, um, I was going to say something interesting. You're right. We're not, it's not touchy feely, but, but then it is so feely because look at the K dramas. That's, right. that's, that's the dichotomy here. I'm like, you don't, yeah. see it, you don't see it visually like there, but right. it's innately. The emotion, the emotion. Yeah. Is right. They, yeah. yeah they that's why I'm falling three times at boys over flowers. Yes. yes, exactly. Exactly. They know how to bring the feels. And I think that's what makes it so much more interesting too, with so little contact when they have that moment where their hands brush or like in Descendants of the Sun and where he ties her shoe. It's like this moment, like scene. it's just, it's, you just, you get the heart flutters, you know, in, in this beautiful way that I, that comes from a better developed story and not taking the easy route, you know, I think again, in so many of the US shows where it's like, oh, well, we'll just have them sleep together, you yeah. know? And it just takes that away. And then you get these beautiful moments in the K-dramas, you know, from, from slowing it all down and developing the characters and the story. I love that, yeah. And, and I love your enthusiasm watching your face. Oh, I, I, so one of the things you said very early on, probably to the first question was, it just made you feel good. How, and, and going down this rabbit hole, I don't like how they say, we got to figure out a better term because I don't think it's a rabbit hole. I think it's like this journey, beautiful journey, journey of K-dramas, which I know you would uh, completely endorse. Uh, how is it, you know, we're talking about Nunes and Jahir, mental health, emotions. How have K-dramas helped you? They have brought me so much joy. You know, like I, <clears throat> I loved, you know, when, when I, a few years ago, I, I kind of hit a moment where I was like, work was making me super anxious. I was, I was just kind of in, just not the best headspace. And I, I went to a therapist to, you know, put the question to me, what makes you happy? And I had, I had no answer for that. Like I had been in my job for so long and, and been so focused on my career for so long that I had like never stopped to think about, you know, what actually brings me joy and what makes me happy. And, and that kind of made me sad because, you know, I think that that's something that has occurred to me that I think a lot of other people maybe also, if you really stop to think about it, if you're so involved in your life and your career and all of those things, do you know what makes you happy? And, and so I made a job change and I kind of used the new time to kind of explore what, what being happy meant to me and kind of going back to in school and high school and college, like what were the things that I did when I had my time, you know, my own free time. And, and it was exploring, like remembering I love theater again and remembering that I love dance and, and then disco discovering new things. I discovered that I loved writing and suddenly like, you know, um, coming, I had an idea for a story and the joy that I got from, from getting to write that story, which was a rom-com, um, really you know just really inspired me and, and again especially in a world right now where I don't you don't get to see a lot of them in the U.S. you know it was getting to create my own my own happy story of what I would tell was just such a wonderful exercise 
And, and you know, for the last five years, I've, it, to help me with my writing, I've, I've read every rom-com, every, you know, popular romance, all the different things, just to kind of always see what's out there and see what kind of stories there are. And because I, I just never get tired of reading it. And so when I, when I got to see Secretary Kim and see my books, like there's another author that I love, Mariana Zapata, and she's like the queen of the slow burns and she, the characters do not get together until the end. Okay. And often in romances, it, it happens very early. Wow. Um, and so she kind of has that same genre as the K-dramas where it's just every little moment and all that build and all that everyday life is just so interesting to see these shows, to discover these shows that are like my favorite author are just, it was, it was another level of joy again that like I could see this and that, and now these were real people depicting, depicting these stories. It wasn't just people I was imagining in my head and like to, to discover this whole, literally this whole new world, this whole new country with all these amazing actors and so many cute guys. Like, it was just like, like leading men, I don't have to think about, like they exist. Like, you know, I, I've just, it's just been so much fun. So much fun. Well, I'm feeling your joy. That's so it's, it's a reminder. <laughs> yes. Of K-dramas bringing you joy. That's, that's such a beautiful word that you said that. I have to, I guess it's safe to assume this, but rom-coms are your genre for K-dramas as well. They are, you know, for me, especially as a way to kind of manage my anxiety, I need to, I need to surround myself with happy because my brain alone can, can go through the, the, the rabbit holes of, you know, not as positive thinking. So I, I really focus, I really like to focus on shows that just don't make, don't make me worried, you know, like that I, yeah, that I aren't you going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, like, I relate I, to that. Cause you know, I will not watch certain yep. shows like that, that remind me of what I do for work. So I'm like, yeah, yep. I gotta like not think. So I hear you. So rom-coms and now have you seen anything out of that genre, but that's still not out of it, but you know what I mean? That could be on the cusp, but not quite a rom-com, but you still enjoyed it. Just curious. I mean, for me, I, I guess, that would be, it's okay to not be okay. Um, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't call that one so much a rom-com. You like um, that one. I did. I was, I was hesitant at first to, to watch it because when I read the description, it just mm-hmm. sounded like it was going to be pretty hardcore. People working in a mental hospital. Like I, yes. I just was like, oh, this can't, this can't be good. And well, what made you watch it then? Cause it was so popular. Actually, I think someone said, no, no, it's really good. And it's not going to be as intense as you think it is. And it, and it wasn't, there might've been a couple scenes, but no, it's overall. Yeah. Yeah. Like it started like at the beginning, like, you know, a general theme I've seen in most of the dramas is that it, a lot of the characters start at rock bottom and then you kind of work your way up. And, and so, yeah, they start at, you know, the first few episodes are really showing how bad life is, but then, you know, for all these different people, but then as they meet each other, um, and the way they grow together, I just, I really appreciated the journey that the characters take. I think that's not one of your favorites, but. Is that I, one of my favorites, but for the same it. reason, just anything highlighting just mental health. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Uh, but no, but it was very, very well done. And I still watched it and I thought it was entertaining enough. That it was really good drama. So, but, so I'm like you, I do fall in that pattern of te- technically my favorites are the rom-coms as well in my list. So that said, when, I don't know, when you have, by the way, is it safe to assume too that, that you watch K-drama, a K-drama episode at least once a day? Oh, yes. What, it, at least, at least. So it is a part of, uh, so, because for me, it is part of my self-care. Is yeah. it a part of yeah. your day of managing anxiety and yeah. stress? 
Yeah, it's the part I look forward to at the end. You know, for me, it's it's often bath time. So I, I have my little shelf and my little iPad and I just, you know, curl up for a couple hours with my with my K-dramas. And That's just, super cool. I love it. Yeah. So what yeah. are you currently watching or what are you in the midst of? Um, I just finished Nevertheless and I just started Imitation. Oh, Imitation. Okay. Now that's yeah. a rom-com. Okay. Cause I didn't see that. Is one. it? I don't think that it is. I thought it was, I, it sucked me in with the whole K-pop idol. Industry. Oh, right, right, right. I remember that. Yes. Oh, speaking but, of, I'm glad yeah. you brought up the K-pop. Mm. So do K-dramas get you into K-pop or vice yes. versa? You know, I read, I watched an interesting lecture um, through some, I think, Korean cultural um, organization. And they, they talked about how people either, they, they get you into K-dramas and K-pop one way or another. Yes. So if you come in through K-dramas, you will discover the idols from the acting and then you will cross over. And if you come in through K-pop, you will want to see the idols in the K-dramas. And so that will suck you in that way. And when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get into the K-pop side. I'm, you know, I'm just good on the K-dramas, you know, this is fine. And then I saw Cha Nu. Well, no, I'll take that back. I saw Kim Hong Joon oh, right. and, and Boys Over Flowers and like yep. started realizing he was doing his own theme songs in the show and like went down a major rabbit hole journey. Of, some of his concerts. Yes. Oh, yes. I, well, I saw his old stuff on YouTube and was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. And you couldn't, I couldn't believe it was the same person I saw on the show because he's so mild mannered in the show. And then he's, you know, on fire when he's dancing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, um, I, I got in through that. Oh yes. And now I, I, I am, I am a huge fan. I get up at 3am for his monthly concerts right now, um, that he's been doing during the pandemic to still reach out to everybody. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, and then I saw, um, Cha Nu in, uh, my ID is Gundam Beauty and, uh -huh. um, True Beauty. Yeah. And I just, he, Astro, he's an yeah, Astro. Path. Yep. yep, I'm huge. I'm a huge fan now. I, my, <laughs> I know you are true, Jen. I was here. You mentioned. I'm like, okay, yes, we know you're a childhood fan. No, I, I, but so is that only because there's more? You know, oh, you better be careful because you will start. I Correct. I can't. I'm. I'm limiting it to Astro and to Omega X. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm trying to support that that group. But like, okay. I. I. I don't have time. <laughs> I know. But. But I have to add one more. Yeah. What? This is kind of a now. Um. It, it might not be a rom com. So you may not. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Just between lovers. I just talked about it. It has some trauma stuff, but it's such a good story with the romance. So I don't know, maybe someday you can watch it, but 2 p.m.'s uh, Juno is in that. Okay. I'm okay. A 2 p.m. fan, just saying. So I, yeah, I, that's I'm how just... I got into 2 p.m. because of him. You would think, no, I actually got more into K pop because of K drama. So I, I've always liked K pop, but it really doubled my. <laughs> Because uh, right? you start it. loving yeah. these guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. and for, for me, like I, I have a dance background. And so when it's, it's like the best industry, it's like, it's like, I feel like soul is like my spirit city of like all the things they're producing because it's fantastic music, fantastic dancing, the choreography for these groups. It's dance, just, I, I feel like you don't see that in the U.S. We've lost the boy band, you know, genre yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, I don't, I don't think that we really have any right now. And, and the choreography and all that great dance and all that stuff, I feel like isn't really what's trending right now. And so it's so wonderful it's to solo get solo artists really in the U S even one direction kind of split up. They were they like the last boy band I can think of. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Good point. So that's awesome. Yeah. So that said, to wrap up, any any things you want to share? Okay, so your pitch. I, I always like to tell ask the white people this. <laughs> I like to ask the non-Asians how you how'd you get your bestie into K dramas? What was your elevator pitch? Or sales? Well, at the time it was nobody will watch these with me. Oh, Please, no. will you watch like one? Like, can we just do a watch party? Like, I need somebody else to see what I'm watching. This is before you met us, I think. Pardon? This is before you met us because I'm like, hello. Yes, we'll watch was, with you. This was literally like my my journey was my my wonderful husband saying, I, I need you to find someone else to talk to about this. <laughs> I can't hear like, about, Let's talk about boys or flowers, hubby. Yeah. Seriously, he's like, I can't hear about Kim Hung Doon and how much you love him anymore. Oh, poor hubby. He's so hubby that he was supportive and watched I mean, with you. 100%. He has even watched a Kim Hung Doon concert with me at 3 a.m. That is a, yeah. that is a great I, I'm, I lucked out in the but husband. But he probably likes that you're friends with all of us now. Because then you 100%. 100%. You know, I, I, started, I started a Instagram account that just focused on K-dramas because I just, I needed a K-drama outlet. K-dramas the best 101. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And, and so, you know, it's funny, if my bestie had gotten into K-dramas a month earlier, <laughs> that account may never have even happened because I would have oh, had Oh, well, I'm so glad. But, it's a great account. Yeah, yeah and I love, mm-hmm. sometimes I love, I'm going to share this. I love seeing how other, like having grown up Korean and you know, I didn't love it. That's just me not being appreciative of my identity, but then seeing it through your eyes, also brings out the appreciation for me. Does that make sense? Because I'm like, oh, that's true. I didn't appreciate this. And I forget, even honorifics, I hated honorifics. But then that's a part of the culture that we I just have learned to accept that I'm like, duh, I just didn't like it because I didn't know it and I didn't understand it. And so when someone else brings it up, I'm like, that's a great reminder. Thank you for reminding me the good parts of that culture from another person's point of view. And it's something I wish that's, that's one of the things I'm like disappointed that I don't know Korean, you know, well enough to know. Like, I feel like there's so much that we miss from the stories that I miss from the stories because I also don't hear how they're talking to each other. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, there's little things I can pick up now. Like if they say way versus way, oh, I know which, you know, if they're using honorifics or not. And so that's, that's oh, how that's a good point. Right. I was going to share, even then, if you ever get confused with some of the subtitles, I will read some of the subtitles and it doesn't match. Mm-hmm. Like they're not off, but there's sometimes I'm like, Oh no, it's better in Korean. Like, do you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. not like totally. anybody expert, but at least I can understand Korean and I'll hear that going, Oh, it was so much more powerful in Korean. Yeah. But I, I understand that. How can you translate that to the, to right. the subtitles? That's just, yeah. But you're learning Korean. I'm trying to, I'm doing, I'm doing little bits here and, and there you're doing and some class. I mean, to, I, I, you're doing, yeah, you tell me about your class or what you were doing at the, the cultural center. I think you were trying to learn something. Oh, well, the cultural center, they were doing, um, kind of a, a week of learning about, uh, Korean literature and Korean movies and Korean dramas and, and K-pop. And so, um, I took various classes from all of them and it was, it was a really interesting, um, experience just to get you know, have your eyes open, have my eyes open to even more parts of the Korean culture. Um, and the K-pop was really interesting because it kind of like gave a history of, you know, the, of where K-pop started and, and covered a ton of groups. So I, I walked away with like more songs to add to my <laughs> Yeah, some of the old songs are good too. So um, I think I have to go back to that. What is your, yeah. How would you tell somebody like you have, cause I know you love sharing about K-drop. Yes. It's my mission to try and bring, to try and get more people in the U.S. to start watching these shows, because I think that 
I think what people don't realize is that they are, they're just like American television shows. And I, and I think that there's, you hear K-drama and at least I heard K-drama and, and I thought, oh, that's gotta be some kind of kitschy thing. And like, is it, and people will say, oh, are they like soap operas? And, and, and they're, they're, in my opinion, especially the new ones, they're not, they're just shows. They're just the Korean shows that are just like American shows. They're filmed the same. They have better plots in my opinion. And, and one of the things that I think makes them so much better is because they are conf confined to one season, mm -hmm. to just one mm -hmm. story. You don't have weird cliffhangers. You don't have writers trying to make a story that should have ended two, in two seasons, last five. They tell a tight story and then you're done. And you don't worry about where the characters are going. You, there's no cliffhangers. You've got all the satisfying endings if it's done well. And most yeah. are. And, and you, have, you have a great tight little show that's done, you know? And I just, I... I think that as people discover them, like the bestie, like when she, she watched Secretary Kim with me, she like, and we slowly went through it and it was a great show and it's super cute. And I think it opened the door to her like, okay, this is what these shows look like. You know, this is- and high know, caliber. The, I mean, cinematography yes. is beautiful. Stunning, the, yeah. the sets, the wardrobe. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, this, oh. could, this is like an American movie version, basically. They do that in television. Yep. Yeah. And so for her, so for me, I said, it, you know, um, you should check out It's Okay to Not Be Okay, episode one, if for her outfits alone. Yeah. And I think I got her on a night where she had nothing else to watch. And she's like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on. And then she texted me later that night. And she's like, I'm on it, but I just finished episode three. And I think by the end of the weekend, she's like, I just finished it. And then I was like, oh, oh. and she's like, what do I watch next? And I was like, see, That's it's everyone has a trigger. You just find that there's that one show where that you just you hooked mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you suddenly realize what you're watching and it's just and yours, I, was, yours was boys over flowers yes. your second one you were like what i gotta go down yeah path. that's awesome yeah yep i'm so excited to have you we're so first of all love doing our clubhouse rooms with us oh. you guys together it's like i forget who i'm talking to the white girl no i'm kidding i just <laughs> love seeing you and you know what i'm gonna this is the word for the episode joy because joy. you join, I hear the joy in your face. And I think people could see the joy in your face. So thank you so much, Elle, for joining. And I'm so thank glad you. to know you and have thank to you met, have met, met you in person as well. So and you it's been so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for helping include me in this community. It's been wonderful. Yeah. And I can't wait to discuss more K dramas in the future with you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, folks. Bye. You can listen in on platforms such as Spotify, Pandora, Google, and Apple, but also watch the podcast on our Nuna Gucci YouTube channel every Monday where it launches at 6 p.m. Eastern.